Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Taryn Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey Spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and as always I am here with my beautiful, amazing, and smart ghoul friend, Jessica. Aww. Thanks. Hi, guys. You're welcome. I am going to start out and say the plague has hit my house, so that's why I sound like shit. I will sound like shit for at least the second part of this and listeners, So, because we're recording all of them right now, so letting you know, FYI, forgive me. And if you're new here, I usually am not so nasally and gravelly. It's fine. So hi. (laughs) No, it's me. (laughs) I sound like that. (laughs) Before we dive into what you can see by the title today, I just want to give a friendly reminder that we are going to be having a virtual live show coming up. Come be our bloody Valentine. We're going to talk about some love gone wrong, true crime. It is going to be on February 19th, which is a Saturday at 4 p.m. Pacific time in the link tree in the show notes or on any of our socials is the link to purchase tickets. We are also doing a Q&A with everybody. It's just one general price. So come hang out. They're always a great time. We love doing these live shows with you. So check it the fuck out. Okay. <laughs> oh, in the book exchange thing, we'll be live by the time this goes up because I'm posting it in our time tomorrow. All right, y'all. Well, welcome to the roast of Jamie Lynn Spears. No, I'm just kidding. So we, yeah, <laughs> I mean, kind of, but not really. So... <laughs> There was a like meme I posted in the Facebook group mm-hmm. about this from Jamie Lynn's Call Her Daddy interview. Mm-hmm. And I jokingly was like, who wants an episode on this? And everyone's like, fuck yes. <laughs> so here we are. Yeah. This is going to be a two-parter. So today and next Thursday, because it was a two-part interview. It was. Yes. So... And you know what's weird is it was like a two-part interview and the second part was like two parts. And I was like, this is just very convoluted. Right. It was chaos, but it's fine. This is also like one of those things where it's like we watch slash listen to it so you don't have to if you don't want to. (laughs) But you can listen to us. But I will say that if you don't listen to Call Her Daddy, like do it. It, It's an actually really good podcast. If you used to listen to it like way back in the day, like when Tara and I first talked about it, it has definitely changed. Yeah, I hadn't listened to it in like years. So I was like, wow, this is not the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Very different. But yeah. So if you're new, th- these kind of table talks are chaotic as fuck. If you want to see how we actually are, go check out an episode that doesn't have Stabby on it. And there you go. <laughs> or no, no, no. Just not. Just not these. Stabbies are usually pretty good. But anyways, because yeah. somebody has complained before about how chaotic our Chad Daybell one was. And I'm like, well, yeah, 
Yeah, that's just what you get. I'm sorry. sorry. (laughs) All right. So, okay. Part one. So just a kind of quick little synopsis overview. We in this one, and it was actually interesting because I did not, like, I don't really know a lot. I didn't know a lot about Jamie Lynn. Mm -hmm. So in this part one, we learn a lot about her and her background and her experience growing up as Britney's sister. Which I know a lot of people are like, eh, like, it's not time for her to be about her. But I was like, I feel like this kind of gives context when they get to the part two where they were advertising her talking about more stuff into the conservatorship. So I feel like I feel like this was good because it's like gave us context. Well, I don't know. And like, I like learning. <laughs> advo- right. And to advocate for Jamie Lynn just for a second. She's an autonomous person. And she, yes, I'm not going to deny the fact that she had a career because her last name was Spears and she had a famous older sister. I think that opened a lot of doors for her, but yeah, we, we had a conversation at work about this in my office. We had a powwow about this episode today and okay. one of my coworkers was like, Mm-mm, not her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I took copious notes and I'm just going to kind of walk through it and tell y'all what she had told us and things like that. Of course, our opinions will trickle on through. So they kind of start like from the very beginning and it's very, okay, we're going to, I'm just going to sound like an asshole, but at the same time, I am sympathetic. Like, don't just, I don't know how else to say this. So basically she's like, poor me, wah, wah, wah. This first part, I'm like, you're obnoxious as fuck. So she's like, first of all, I was an oops baby. And Lynn was mad because Jamie, aka mom and dad. Jamie had gotten a vasectomy, but he never went to his six-week checkup, which fun fact, ladies, if or whatever, if you, if your partner who has male parts gets a vasectomy, he's got to go get those swimmers double-checked to make sure it worked, because in this case, it did not work, because Jamie Lynn exists. I also want to know, mm-hmm. like, if I had a qualifying question that was not going to get answered, because I could not talk and have Jamie Lynn answer me, mm-hmm. but it was mm-hmm. like, how long between the vasectomy and Jamie Lynn was it? I don't know. Because her and Brittany are 10 years apart. Right, right, right. But like, maybe it was like, they're like, oh, okay, I, I'm speculating at this point. I don't know how it really went down. But in my brain, I was like, oh, okay, maybe Brittany got to like 10-ish. And that's like what? That was close to like Mickey Mouse Club time. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they were just like, okay, let's do this because we for sure don't want any more kids type of thing. Like, that was what, ha- that's how it went out in my brain. How it went out in real life? Uh-huh. I don't fucking know. And I don't, it, it's whatever. She also brings up the fact that she didn't get a BJ name like Brittany and Brian. And then <laughs> to rub more dirty. salt in the wound. She, yes, her name, her middle name is Lynn or whatever, but there's no E. So it's not even the Lynn family name. And I was just, see, I was like, in my brain, I was like, well, maybe her mom wanted her to have it, but she wanted her to be different too. Like, not in a bad way. To play the devil's advocate, I do kind of see her point because it's like, I don't know, like, it would be like being a Kardashian. It's like, I mean, Robert makes sense because like Rob is named after his dad, but it would be like getting to Kylie and naming her Sharon. I guess so. But it's at the same time, it's like they only had, I don't know. I don't know. I just kind of rolled my eyes because I'm like, I ain't got no fucking patience for you, Jamie Lynn. I'm sorry. But I I did think about that too. I did think about it. I was like, oh, it's like a Kardashian thing. I got it. Well, and the one thing I didn't didn't like, just as like a, a a human to another human, was like when Alex asked her, like, "Well, when did your parents tell you that you were a mistake or a whoopsie baby?" And she's like, "I just always knew." So it obviously yeah, was a fucked. culture within their family that mm-hmm. Jamie Lynn knew that she was not wanted. 
Exactly. And that's just so heartbreaking. You know, that's going to fuck you up. Like, I don't even know much about the brother, but I guarantee they're all fucked in the head because of their parents. So, you know, I mean, in that club, too, we are. So it's fine. Not discounting that whatsoever. Along with that, Jamie was a full-blown alcoholic. She does talk about how her siblings did protect her from that because of the age gap and completely understand there's a lot of shit I had growing up with my mother and everything. And I was only, or I'm only five years older than my sister, but I remember like as an older sibling, you just kind of have that protective instinct over them when there's trauma Mm -hmm. and bad things going on. So, I mean, at least there's that. And, you know, she talks about how Brittany and Brian both made her feel safe and things like that. And I think that's genuine. I don't think that was bullshit. You know what I mean? I always forget about Brian. Oh, I know I do, too. Because he did like that one interview to go talk about Brittany's conservatorship. And everyone's like, bitch, who the fuck are you? First of all, who are you? And two, like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) We don't know you. I don't know her. But, you know, and she talks about like how she was she would get mad or, you know, gets mad for her mom being like, why didn't she leave? Like she deserved better. We deserved better, you know, and just like that whole internal struggle. And she says, you know, for her, it was just like really confusing because she would tell Jamie, the dad, that he couldn't be in their lives, but then would go run to him to talk to him about decisions for Jamie's career. Because if you've watched any of the conservatorship documentaries, you know, in these early times, he just wasn't around for Britney's at all, Mm -hmm. besides to ask for a boat, pretty much. So, you know, and then kind of like the Alex kind of starts to bring up about like, you know, to the public, there seems to be like this competition or this jealousy thing. And you can take it for a grain of salt or you can believe her. She says, you know, she was always so proud of her sister and just, you know. It wasn't a competition or anything like that type of situation, blah, 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 blah. But then she gets into like really awkward stuff. And I'm like, ew, that's just weird to me. So she says that Justin Timberlake was, quote, Mm. one of the first healthy male father figures in her life because he was funny and thoughtful. And I was like, that's weird. (laughs) I actually brought this up when we're talking about work at work today. It just seems so fucking like, oh, which, by the way, hi, Ginger. (laughs) (laughs) It just seems so fucking weird that, like, Yeah. I mean, I get that, but I don't, I get it and I don't get it at the same time. Because one of the reasons I, the one of the reasons I can kind of understand it is like Justin was like, he was a Mickey, like he was, what is it? He was Mickey Mouse Club. He was. Mouseketeer. Mouse. That's what I was thinking was the name, but it just sounded too cheesy. (laughs) Come on, Jessica, it's Disney. It's right on the nose. (laughs) You know, he was a Mouseketeer and he, they had known each other for so long. And so she was like little. And so I could see why right. when she was really little, like looking up to him because these kids had this job and things like that. And then her right. dad was just wasn't there. But then it was, I don't know, the whole situation seemed weird. Like, I really hated the fact that she started kind of talking about like, she was like, oh, I don't know why they broke up. But then basically <laughs> was talking about why they broke up. And I'm like, yes. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of Jamie oh Lynn's God. like what she says is so vague. So right, big. because she's, you know, she's trying to be like careful what she's saying. And she brings up fucking cry me a river. And I wrote this down. She put that's a way to start your solo career. I'm like, yeah, lying and exploiting your sister. That's a great way to start that career. Hmm. Not the best word choice. I'm sorry. Interesting. 
And then, you know, she talks about how every time, was it every time? Is that the song's called? Yeah. I don't know. It's a beautiful song. Yes. I love that song. It's about, you know, the breakup of Justin. And so she's like, you know, I was so sad about it because Britney was so sad and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But it's common knowledge that he just wrote that song and drug her through the mud just to jumpstart his career. Like, it wasn't true. Like, she didn't fucking do anything. So I'm just like, mm. I get you saw him in this good light, but it's like, if you're so right or die for your sister, mm, mm. I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way. It just rubbed me the wrong way. So as we all know, Jamie Lynn does begin acting at a pretty young age. At 11, she lands a spot on all of that. And this is around the time she discuss Britney's behaviors changing in front of her eyes. And literally when she was talking about it, it just sounded like she was being a normal fucking teen and hanging out with her friends and partying like normal teenager things i'm wondering though if this is like during like the paris hilton phase it could have been i don't know that's where my brain went it's a it's chaotic that's where my brain went (laughs) it's a vague it's a vague chaotic mess the interview is totally that's the one thing i cannot stand about this particular interview like the first part of the interview is that like everything is so fucking vague everything is so Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. And, you know, we went to Hawaii this one time. We had this good time. Are we? It it just it didn't seem, in my opinion. It's very vague. I would say it's like she's trying to clear her name. Yeah. Specifically, like when you're trying to clear your name, you give examples of like, this is something specifically I did to do this. But for in my opinion, she's like, and we would talk about our kids. And I'm like, dude, that's not necessarily Mm -hmm. the same thing. Exactly. and. You know, she's going through this stuff and talking about that and blah, 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 blah. And then she talks about this knife incident because it's in her book. Because, yes, of course, during all of this, Jamie Lynn has a book that has released. And I want to hate read it on one hand. But on the other hand, I'm like, I don't want to buy it and support her. So I'm like, I don't know what to do, but I want to fucking read it because I'm nosy. But she talks about this incident with a knife. And she says that Brittany had set, came in there had a knife and said, baby, I'm scared. And, you know, brought a knife in her room and put it in her nightstand and said, Brittany just kept saying, I'm scared, I'm scared. And that she needed Jamie Lynn to sleep in the room with her and supposedly trapped her in the room. And she's like, is this traumatic ass thing? Which I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I know I didn't go through it. So it's like, maybe, you know, I'm sure as a kid too, that is scary to be like, why the fuck Mm -hmm. does this drop a knife? But I'm like, it's not even like, as an adult though, looking at it and then even, you know, her looking back, like you would think like, Okay, if she's scared for whatever reason, because that's like Jamie Lynn's thing. She's like, I was confused. I don't know. Like, she's just very like she's playing stupid a lot. I will say that. And if someone is scared, taking a knife and putting it in a nightstand because they don't think they feel safe in their own bed. Like, I'm sorry. That I mean, that, that makes sense. It's not like she's sleeping with it under her pillow. And it's not like she grabbed like a more right. dangerous weapon, you know. So I, I don't know. Again, it was a very vague story. And then Alex is like, OK, well, what'd your parents do? Like, what happened after that? You know, blah, blah, blah. Because obviously, like, her parents found out. And she's like, I just told a therapist one time and that was that. Which it's like, yeah, as a kid, I'm sure you're like, OK, cool. I talked mm-hmm. about this. Like, whatever. The adults are going to handle it. So I get that. I mean, for me, like, one of the things is like, again, like, you have to take Jamie Lynn at her word because it's no one's standing there going, this isn't true. This isn't true. Right. Jamie Lynn was little, and she says that her big sister took her to the kitchen, got a knife, and then took her to a bedroom, and she locked herself in there. Now, this would lead, in any other circumstance, me to believe that there was some sort of, there was some sort of physical or sexual abuse happening, because there's no way that 
a pop star with a fucking security detail is scared in her own home. Oh, 100%. It was good timing you brought that up because later in the interview, you know, Jimmy Lynn talks about how there was an incident where Lynn was like beating the crap out of her with a purse. And it was so bad that she had bruises on like her neck and stuff. And, you know, when she was filming, like they saw it, but obviously they didn't fucking say anything. And she said, you know, I was being or I don't know if she said asshole, yeah. but I can't remember what the fuck she said. She was like, I was an asshole to my mom because, you know, X, Y and Z. But it's like, that's so sad to me that she's justifying her mom doing that because it literally left bruises. It's it's a gaslighting thing. Like her mom has gaslit like, well, I was stressed or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just kind of really sounds like Jamie and then Lynn Spears were just like really horrible parents. And I really think that one of the things that comes very clear to this is that Jamie Lynn doesn't really have a good reconciliation of what happened Mm -mm. to her as a child. Because I think what ends up happening is you see her not being able to give a lot of detail. And so I'm wondering if a lot of the trauma that she has experienced has just been like gaslit Mm -hmm. out of her. Oh, I mean, she says it is because she's basically like, we just didn't talk about it, you know, like, it's just you you didn't talk about it. And, it, you know, you couldn't hurt the brand, meaning Britney's brand, and you couldn't do this. Alex is like, well, because, you know, she mm-hmm. asked her, she's like, why have you never talked about this? You know, blah, blah, blah. And then something kind of like, I don't know, just like, damn, that's sad. She said, wrote the quote down. She said, I rather experience pain instead of give it, which I'm just like, damn, that's sad, you know? Mm-hmm. Because it's just like she's just taught to just like grin and bear it and fucking deal with it and not talk about it and not, you know, deal with it. Because she I don't know what else to really say that. But like she's like, yeah, me and my mom have worked through the her beating the shit out of me thing. And I'm like, okay. But then again, I really just feel like the Spears parent units, they just do this thing where they cause this big amount of trauma and then they just go, well, I'm stressed or I'm doing the best I can or right. shit like that. And I'm just like, mm, this doesn't seem right. Mm-mm. And you can tell, too, like, obviously, she's thir- She's my age. She's 30 years old now. But, like, she's obviously been trained mentally for mm-hmm. so long because she even takes, like, a beat and is like, no one fucking go after my mom. Leave her the fuck alone. She doesn't need the hate from this, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, okay. But I was just like, Ugh. No, Jamie. No, Jamie Lynn. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then she's like, you know, she talks about how she does acknowledge the dynamic with them. Once Brittany did like blow up was just fucking just fucked because she says that she remembers Brittany saying, hey, Lynn, I'll buy you a house. I'll give you a house if you divorce dad. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, I'm not going to buy it for you. And Jamie Lynn's like, it literally didn't even fucking matter because she's like, yeah, like she went and divorced my dad and got the house. But he was literally there the first night that we moved in. And my mom tries to say that. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. So it's like, boom, that's gaslighting and denial right there. Right. Like, why would Jamie? Why would she lie about her dad being there? Like, I don't <laughs> like that's a stupid thing to lie about. I don't, of all the shit you could lie about. I don't think she really would fucking take the energy to lie about that. But I could be wrong. But that's just my opinion on that. Right. Exactly. And <laughs> a lot of people, I think, in our age group will know what came after all that. After that, she got Zoe 101, which was like her Jamie Lynn's show. And at this point in their careers and stuff, Jamie Lynn says like Lynn was with her because they the two of them actually moved to California. And then she says Jamie was kind of like with Britney and dealing with Britney stuff, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, from what we've heard elsewhere, like he just he wasn't around till a little bit later. 
but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. (laughs) And basically, Jamie Lynn talks about how she she got a fucking a good ass salary. Like she had a salary for years, like a hefty salary from Zoe 101. Like I didn't take the time to go look, but she said like, you know, if like a celebrity is being like, yeah, I got a fucking good ass paycheck. You know what I mean? You know, it's good money. Mm -hmm. And basically she's like, yeah, it's just, again, that kind of fuck dynamic where she's like my salary paid for the apartment and the bills. And that causes issues because as you become a teen, you're like, well, I'm the one paying bills. Why do I have to listen? And that kind of thing. And she says that she did have an allowance. She said it was $500 every two weeks, but she didn't really manage the money at this point. Which we see once conservatorship comes, there's there's parallels as we get as we come along down Jamie Lynn's timeline timeline. Mm-hmm. And when Alex is asking her about like you know all these things her sister started going through, like when she shaved her head and all that stuff, Jamie Lynn calls it Britney's episodes. And basically, she was like again, kind of that like removing herself from it and like not really dealing with it. And so I mean, like, what is she really going to do? Because she was like a teenager. But she says, you know, I just thought. Once the shit stops, all of this is going to go back to normal. And that's just like kind of crazy because it's like, I feel like maybe she didn't understand the gravity of how famous her sister was at that point. There is no going back. Mm. (laughs) Like, there's just not. I mean, also, she realizes that she's young when this is all happening. And she's being thrust into the public eye. And so I, I do feel like the way she talks about him is that the Spears parents who are like managing their children's Mm -hmm. careers doing a really good job of like isolating them from the reality of life Mm -hmm. so i could totally see where she thought well my life before this was just me going to school and then coming home and like being that so if britney blows up that'll just be my life i'll go back to that right which will put us into february of 2007 and this is when the infamous head shaving incident happens with britney And Jamie Lynn talks about, she's like, you know, I was just going to school. I was a cheerleader, like I cheered for basketball. And she said that, you know, whenever these kind of things happened, her mom went to go be with Brittany and that was normal. So, you Mm -hmm. know, she obviously didn't like realize at the time, like how big this was going to be. And she was staying with a friend and she said that there was this friend she had that she stayed with. And she said she was just so sad, too. She was like, the friend definitely enjoyed this kind of thing whenever my sister would have stuff happen. Mm-hmm. She said that she found out about this incident from a blog because the friend had pulled it up. Fucking Perez Hilton, probably. Right. Exactly. Yeah, probably. But I'm sure they can't like name drop like that. But it's like, I was going to say, Perez Hilton, because he was a blogger back then. I mean, he still is. And all that good stuff. I mean, he still is, but it's on social media now versus, like, just a website. Right. You know? And whatnot. And she just talks about, like, she said internally, she's like, oh, fuck, I'm freaking out. But she did what she always did and just kind of deflected it and acted like, you know, no big deal. You know, all of that stuff. And she talks about, like, you know... She's like, it wasn't all roses and daisies being Britney's little sister. Apparently, when she was a cheerleader, people would like fucking like try to come after her, like ache her on and like do chants like from the other schools and stuff when they would cheer and stuff. And I'm just like, just so that weird. Sucks. I'm like, who has time? Like, why? 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 Right. Wouldn't you want to like kiss her ass and be her friend? Like, I don't know. I don't know. What a people. weird world we live in where you're going to try to bully someone because their sister is like a pop queen. What the fuck? <laughs> I kind of took it as, like, this is the time when, like, Britney was going crazy Mm -hmm. and doing crazy things. Like, I was talking about, like, at the college I went to, we had a white trash wall, and it was basically Britney Spears when she was doing her 
K-Fed time where like, you know, and I say I only say this because this was the time period where she was going into public restrooms barefoot, which is mm-hmm. the dismo- Yeah, You can do a lot of shit, but that's disgusting. Whew. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> right. And so it was kind of like we had we'd cut pictures of her out of magazines and like looking back, like tabloids really exploited her. And, you know, it's like poor her. Like she was trying so hard. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. And also, because we are in 2007, those who know about Jamie Lynn, you know what happened. Jamie got pregnant at 16. Mm -hmm. And this just added more fucking chaos to the fucking Spears family. And she even said, she's like, I knew that shit was going to hit the fan and they were going to isolate me yet again. So she's like, I went and bought burner phones at Walmart and all of this. And basically she talks about how she says no one directly told her to get an abortion, but everybody, including her team, kept saying that she had ruined her career, that she would regret keeping her daughter and that she, you know, maybe you should think about like this option, these options, X, Y and Z. Which I'm just like, fuck, like, she's all, like, even if she wasn't an actor or from a famous family, like, Jesus, fuck, like, 16? Like, come on, that's scary. You're not fucking helping people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Jamie Lynn was right. So the team, because according to Jamie Lynn, relied heavily on the team on what the fuck to do, which she said she doesn't blame her for that, but still. Basically, the plan was to take Jamie Lynn to a cabin for a few weeks because they were going to they had an OK magazine deal made for the announcement. Jamie Lynn and them wanted to get ahead of it and she wanted to put it out herself. And the money she got from that, she saved for her daughter, which I'm like, wow, that's that's a good thing. Like, that's good. So she said they her and her mom went to New York and went and fucking watch a Juno. And I was like, (laughs) That's not passive, Lynn. That's not passive. <laughs> I know. I was, it was so awkward. I was like, oh, awkward that your mom took you about, to a movie about a teen pregnancy and you're a teen pregnant. Yeah. Like, was she expecting it to be a different kind of movie and like Juno's life to not be right. good? And then her be like, look, Jamie Lynn, look. Like, that's what in my brain. Like, if that was me and my mother, that's exactly why the reason she would take me to see that if I was pregnant at 16. That's exactly why. But I digress. So she said then they got into like a car or whatever and they just started driving for a few hours. And she says even to this day, she doesn't know exactly where they were, but they were in a cabin and she says she thinks either Massachusetts or Connecticut. And she's like, the only reason I agreed to it was because one, yes, I wanted to lay low. I didn't, you know, at this point, paparazzi's coming in Louisiana and stuff. They don't give a fuck. It's a small town. Like they're following her and their family because of Brittany. And so she's like, okay, I was fine with that. And she was supposedly supposed to be able to be in contact with baby daddy but they pretty much were like no 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 because they didn't want them around each other which i'm like i mean they say this too in the interview but i'm like she's already pregnant the fuck what's it matter now (laughs) right like what's gonna happen nothing (laughs) and so yeah story broke basically jamie lynn isn't allowed to like be on the internet nothing like that and she's like okay this is bullshit and that's the thing she says too she was like she's like my mom could have just like we could have just bounced after the story broke but like she was just like acted like they were all mm. in prison, basically. But I'm like, mm, she didn't want to leave. That's why. And the fucked up thing is, too, they didn't. Nobody told Brittany right beforehand because her her parents said it'd be too risky. So she found out in the article just like the world did, which obviously would upset anybody, even in the best headspace. I just like. One of the things I didn't get was like they knew that the article was coming out, right? So like they knew it was breaking. 
And maybe they didn't want her to know too much in advance, but you're telling me they they couldn't have called her like the night before, you know, the morning of before she could get online <laughs> or read it in a magazine. Right. Exactly. Like how hard would it have been to do a five minute phone call and be like, hey, by the way, your baby sister's pregnant and uh, there's an article coming out about it. Just right. FYI, you know, and also during all of this is when, you know, Brittany's like hospitalized in the mental institutions a few times, I believe twice. And essentially, Jamie Lynn was like, you know, I really wasn't paying attention. I was very much like disassociated from that because my whole family was mad at me. And I just wanted to try to gain my life back. She's like, I had zero control over anything. And according to her, she was like, all I wanted to do was get a house and get set up and get stuff set up for my baby. She's like, I wasn't trying to go do anything crazy. Like I was trying to do the responsible thing. So what she does is she finds a loophole and tricks them and says, you know, hey, I'm going to doctor's appointments, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But really, she meets up with a lawyer to talk about what her options are going to be to kind of get her herself situated. Because at this point, she has no access to her money. She has no access or control over anything. Mm -hmm. So the lawyer is like, well, you have a couple options. One, because of, you know, her income, she can emancipate because you can you know, provide for yourself and your child. Mm -hmm. Or the other option is there's this thing in Louisiana where because she was pregnant, she could go get married to baby daddy at 16. But the problem she would have ran into is there would have been no prenup. So he could have taken her to the cleaners. Mm -hmm. So she's like, yeah, no, fuck that. At least, you know, at least she had the common sense for that. I don't I don't know if there's a lot of common sense there, but at least with this, there was fucking common sense. So she is like, okay, I think the emancipation is the thing I'm going to do. So she got, you know, she talked about, she's like approached Lynn and talked to her about that. And basically they came to an agreement, which I'm like, I feel like this was some sneaky way for Lynn to be like, no, no, no. So she could still have saying control in this daughter's life too. She's like, you know what? You're right. I'll give you access to your money. You can go get your house. But don't get the emancipation because if you get yourself in a shit storm, I can still swoop in to save your ass, basically. In a way, like it was manipulative, but in another way, it was actually like a really good right. like parenting move. Like, okay, I get that you've decided to keep your daughter. You've decided that you're going to do mm -hmm. this. Okay, we're going to let you be autonomous. We're going to let you basically be emancipated, but you're not legally exactly. emancipated. Because exactly. there is the fact that like Jamie Lynn's baby daddy could have mm -hmm. swooped in Mm -hmm. filed for custody of their kid i mean it could have been another like k-fed yeah but thankfully he's a shithead who didn't think that way and didn't care i know that sounds terrible but it's like at least for the sake of jamie lynn and her kid you know what i mean they didn't have to go through all of that and you know it's just sad too because like of course jamie the dad the jamie lynn's dad He's nowhere to be found during this because basically the minute he found out that jamie lynn was keeping the baby he's like okay you're stupid you're not doing what i want so fuck off so i'm like that's great good job and this is kind of when we start getting it she you know she's bringing up like her salary from zoe 101 again because like i don't know if alex had asked her or if she just brought it up herself she's like i didn't get any money from britney at this time i didn't ask her for any you know i had enough i could take care of myself you know etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm -hmm. and also can i just say the <laughs> the cut between part one and two is like very abrupt <laughs> it is so weird because that's pretty much where it stops that's just where right. it ends y'all <laughs> And you're just kind of like, I don't really fucking understand. Yeah, because obviously they sat down in one sitting and did the whole thing and then just chopped it and then inserted the mm. other one. But yeah, so 
That's part one of the Jamie Lynn interview. So we're going to end just as abrupt as they did. <laughs> and, you know, I, I thought it was good, though, because it is like, yeah, she is playing the victim and being like, poor me. But it's like, at the same time, it's like, you can dislike Jamie Lynn. And I've got plenty of dislike for some stuff we'll talk about in part two. But you still have to acknowledge that this girl has her own trauma. Right. I think that's the thing a lot of people don't want to acknowledge. And that's not me defending her. I don't like her. Let me just say that. Nobody fucking yell at me. Thank you. Twitter users, leave me alone. (laughs) But, you know, it's just it's just one of those things where it's like, damn, my thought was like, you got this small taste of what your sister went through with the conservatorship. You didn't have access to your money. You were being completely controlled. You were being isolated. You found a way out, though. So it didn't get as bad as hers. So wouldn't that make you think this is something to leave. We're going to leave on this. Wouldn't that make you think that if you went through just this little bit, when you see your sibling going through a much more severe version of that, wouldn't you want to do anything you could to help them get their freedom back? A very valid question. Yeah. So with that, guys, we are going to go ahead and wrap this stabby up for today. We hope you enjoyed. And like I said, Monday will be a regular episode. And then part two of this discussion will drop next Thursday. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.